Chapter 14 of Helen Lester. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit librivox.org. Recording by Alicia Chopra, New Delhi, India. Helen Lester by Pansy, Chapter 14, Another Happy Day. Fred and Helen had been on the lawn for the last hour talking earnestly. Finally, Helen went for Cleveland and the conversation continued. Well, said Cleveland rising at last, I'll see father, but you had better talk with him yourself afterward. Mr. and Mrs. Lester were sitting together in the library. Both were reading, but neither seemed very much interested. They felt lonely and sad. They missed the dear voice which had been hushed in death. and they had no loving savior to go for comfort they glanced up as cleveland entered may i interrupt you and mother for a few minutes he asked i have just been talking with fred and helen and they are very anxious to unite with the church next sabbath are you willing mr lester looked steadily and gravely into his son's face so our children are all going to leave us he said at last no sir i hope not replied cleveland in a low moved tone i trust we shall follow the little one home it was his last wish you know sir to have father and mother and all mr lester remained silent for a long time at last he asked do you think they are fit to join the church my son cleveland smiled slightly I think father that they love the savior and look to him for help you know that is all the fitness he requires his father arose and walked slowly back and forth through the room before he spoke again i don't know much about these matters cleveland not as much as i should but fred and helen are certainly changed very much changed for the better if religion has done this i am glad they are interested in it No, I have no objections to their joining the church. I am sure, Helena, you have none. If it is going to help them any, as surely as there is a heaven, a boy is there today, and I want them all to meet him there. Tell them so, my son. Mother," said Cleveland, gently bending and speaking low, "Will you not remember Eddie's last want?" Then he went back to the brother and sister on the lawn. It was Sunday and Helen stood in the great church before the altar not alone she had brought with her a friend Laura Selby Fred too was there and by his side with an earnest look on his boyish face Will Fletcher listened while the solemn words were being spoken Helen I baptize thee in the name of the Father of the Son and of the Holy Ghost amen four young hearts given to jesus four young lives proving the savior's promise i love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me o little girls and boys he has made the same promise to you all can you afford to live without him can you bear to die as young perhaps as eddie did and have no crown waiting in heaven for you fred said will fletcher as they stood in the hall together after church do you remember how i used to call you parson yes 
said Fred quietly. Well, do you know I believe you ought to be one? His friend made no reply and after a moment, Will spoke again in a low earnest voice. Fred, if God wants us, let us be brother ministers. Yes, said Fred in a firm tone and he clasped Will's hand in his own. They did not know that Cleveland overheard them. Until an hour after, as they were passing out from Sabbath school, he gave a hand to each as he said, God bless my two young brothers in their resolve and give them much work to do for him. In the evening, the family were gathered in the parlour, all but Cleveland and Louise. They were sitting in Cleveland's favourite seat on that western piazza. Helen did not sit there much nowadays. It was where she used to tell her Sabbath stories. But Cleveland, said Louis in answer to some question of her brother, I do truly want to love Jesus. I think it would be very nice and pleasant to feel that he loved me and was taking care of me and would take me to heaven when I had to die. But you see, I don't know how to do it. It seems so queer somehow to love somebody that is so very far away that I've never seen. I really don't think I could ever do it. Do you love me, Louis? Why, Cleveland, what a very funny question. You know I love you with all my heart. But I'm going to cross the ocean next month. I shall be very, very far away from you. Will you love me then? Oh, Cleveland, are you going back to Europe? Oh my, does Helen know? What shall we do without you? Will you answer my question? He said, smiling. What? Will I love you when you get to Europe? Why? It's such a very naughty question. It don't deserve an answer. You know I'll love you just as hard as I can, wherever you are. But how can you love anyone who is so far away? Ah, but Cleveland, I have seen you. You have been here a long time. And you've been just as good. So good that I couldn't help loving you. Sit down here, little sister, and I'll tell you a story. Away off in India, there is a little girl whom I have never seen, but about whom I know a great deal. You know God has given me a great deal of money, so I used some of it to help the missionaries there, and I wrote to one of them, and asked him to adopt a little girl and call her Annie, and teach her to read and write, and teach her all about Jesus and I have sent her books and clothing. How old is she, Cleveland? Nearly twelve now, and she has learned to read and write. And I, Cleveland, please tell me what kind of things you sent her, dresses like mine, and bonnets, and all those things? You interrupt my story too often, Louis. Yes, I sent everything that I thought would be nice and proper for her to have. Well, this little girl writes to me. I must show you some of her letters, such loving ones as she writes. She says, next to the Saviour, she loves me better than any person in the world. She likes to read my letters better than the books I send her. Do you write to her? Yes. How funny! Couldn't I write to her sometimes? Oh, Cleveland, wouldn't you just tell me whether she has blue eyes and curly hair like mine or black eyes and brown hair like Helen's? I really do not know. And Cleveland smiled in spite of himself. 
but I wanted to ask you if you didn't think she was a very queer little girl to love me. Why, Cleveland? What do you mean? Why I should think she would almost worship you? But she has never seen me. Oh, well, you've written to her and been so good and done everything for her. My dear Louis, what has Jesus done for you? Louis sat very still. She just began to understand his story. At last she said softly, I know why you have told me about it. Dear Cleveland, I will try to love Jesus. Cleveland, called Mr. Lester from the parlour, and the brother and sister went in. Mr. Lester was walking slowly back and forth. He always did that when he was thinking deeply. My son, said he, turning toward Cleveland, some of our family have commenced new life. Lately, one of them has gone to commence it in heaven. I have been thinking that it would be for us all to start, at least, toward the same road. Will you read a chapter in the Bible and pray for us? Most gladly, Father. And Cleveland drew his little pocket Bible with a heart overflowing with joy. End of chapter 14 Recording by Alicia Chopra, New Delhi, India